Greetings and welcome to this episode of Everybody's Business. I'm your host, Jerry Ross. Everybody's Business is presented by the National Entrepreneur Center, and we're glad you're here. In studio with me today is Rachel Madsen. Hi, everyone. Glad to have you here this morning. Thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, the business topic for today I would like to talk about is entrepreneurial vision. Ooh. And, and not talking about my glasses you know, <laughs> <laughs> and correcting my bad vision, but it's that vision that entrepreneurs have sometimes that, uh, you know, is unique to them. It's unique to their, their background and their skills, uh, but also it's their, their vision for the future. And so I like to say uh, when I'm talking with an entrepreneur, I never say never. Uh, because I didn't buy a pet rock, and that guy made millions. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of products that I see out there and say, who would buy that? But people do. And so sometimes um, an entrepreneur has a vision that other people don't have, and that's what makes them unique, and many times that's what makes them successful. So uh, when we talk about vision and entrepreneurial vision, uh, I just want to make sure that people know everybody doesn't have to see it. If you see it and get it and you've done the research, then, then it's time to move forward because sometimes uh, vision is not ocular. Uh, vision is one of those things you see in your head and you know it'll work and you have that feeling in your gut, uh, you need to move forward. Uh, everyone can say maybe not a good idea or maybe you shouldn't try that or it's too risky, but you've got to trust your gut and you've got to trust your vision. Yeah, you got to follow through. <laughs> exactly, especially if you're an entrepreneur. So entrepreneurial vision is a little different. Uh, don't be discouraged if people don't get it, uh, but you've got to do your research. But if you have a vision uh, for a product or a service that you know will work, do the research, get help, don't try to do it alone, but follow that vision because many times that's what makes it successful in the marketplace. And that is today's business topic. So who do we have coming up uh, as an interview after the break? We have Carlos Carbonell. He is the founder of Echo Interaction Group. Oh, right. He's from here in Orlando. Yes, he is. And he's uh, uh, very active in the community. So I look forward to talking with him. I look forward to listening. <laughs> I hope so. We can pick <laughs> his brain together. We'll be right back. The Nash Entrepreneur Center has made it easy for you to learn business principles from anywhere at any time with NEC Online. As a supplement to all the great resources at the National Entrepreneur Center, you now have free access to over 300 learning modules that you can access at any time. Thanks to the generous sponsorship of Wells Fargo and our partnership with The Lonely Entrepreneur, you can access this powerful online learning platform for free. Learn on your own time and at your own pace. Access product reviews and participate in weekly group coaching opportunities. Right now, the only thing missing is you. So check out our online learning platform today at nationalec.org. That's nationalec.org. Did I mention it's free? And we're back. Today's guest is Carlos Carbonell. Carlos is the CEO and founder of Echo Interaction Group. He was recently recognized by Orlando Magazine as one of the area's 50 most powerful leaders in Central Florida. Carlos is a key player in Orlando's technology, business, Hispanic, and LGBT communities, using his award-winning mobile app company as his base to become featured as a speaker at the prestigious South by Southwest Conference in Austin, Texas. He's a board member with the Orlando Economic Partnership and an advisor to Orlando and Orange County mayors. 
He's also a founding board member of the One Orlando Alliance, which assists the victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting, and he is an advisor for Orlando's Regional Tech Association. Carlos says he draws joy from connecting people, especially those who would have had little chance of being connected otherwise. And I'm certainly glad that we connected. It is my pleasure to welcome Carlos to the show today. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, Jerry. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Um, and it, that, that's not something that we could say every day during these times, right? We have to be honest. Uh, and that's important when things are not going great, but a very positive day already. It is, it is a crazy time during this COVID shutdown. It, it sure is. It sure is. Well, tell, I'd like to start off with uh, what you do and um, how you got into doing that. Could be that could be a whole podcast right then and there. I know, <laughs> but it's part of what we're talking about, right? Uh, yes. What I enjoy talking about, which is the entrepreneurial path. It's not. It, it, look, nobody nobody goes to school, graduates from high school, and says they want to be an entrepreneur, right? You don't <laughs> you don't dream of being an entrepreneur when you're in fourth grade. <laughs> That's right. Or 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 an app developer. You know, I I think I want to grow up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you know, the, this. Uh, you couldn't have an app development company over 11 years ago. So it's, it's just a new economy that has been spurred. Um, and I think that that at, at, its, at its core is the whole point of entrepreneurship. You know, an entrepreneur looks for opportunity where there isn't one. Um, and that, that's certainly what I did. Um, and necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, for me, that, uh, and it's very relevant today, but for me, uh, it was the, the economic recession um, 07, 08, that eventually spurred me starting this company. Uh, I lost my job. I, the company I was with imploded. It, uh, um, it lost its ability to pay from being a, you know, multi-million dollar company to a $21 million company that I was at a VP at. And, uh, and it was, you know, slowly going away, fading away. So I had to do something and I, I started this company. We have, we have a saying around here called, in every chaos, there is an opportunity. And 2007, 2008 was huge chaos in the economy. And so tell us how you happened upon the opportunity to create your own business. Uh, well, again, I, I had to. I had to create my own opportunity, create my own job, uh, because it was either that. Um, I, I was in advertising and marketing. I was digital. I was uh, leading um, a digital team doing project management. Uh, uh, the company I was with was was uh, just getting into doing um, uh, web work and digital work, and they had always been doing um, 3D renderings and animations. Um, so I kind of had that that background. Um, and when I started the the company, it was essentially a digital agency, um, and we were doing a lot of digital marketing, social media campaign management before. You know, that was a thing. You know, there's a lot of big educational process, process back then, you know, to explain to people the value of social media. That's, that's right. Because it wasn't uh, one of those things that people knew a lot about. It was a very new technology. And, and today we just take that for granted. But at that time, that was very new ground that you were farming. Absolutely. But we were doing a lot of digital work, creating websites, and then uh, – it, it wasn't just that the iPhone had come out. It had already come out, um, but Apple created the App Store. So it gave way to independent developers to essentially create software um, and, and companies centered around that software, around apps. And that was 
unheard of. I mean, you could have a team of a, a few people create multi-million dollar companies, uh, not necessarily overnight, but have that potential. Um, so we actually got into the third-party development um, and started developing apps for, for people and companies. And, and we're very fortunate to have big clients and, and big opportunities with the enterprise world. So that's where we cut our teeth. And uh, so far, we've developed develop over 200 applications. Um, so we became really proficient. I always like to say that my team is truly Silicon Valley trained, but uh, we are Silicon Valley trained at uh, uh, Orlando rates. Uh, <laughs> so that became very alluring for a lot of clients, too. That's right. That's right. What would you say was your, your biggest challenge or your biggest fear getting started? It, my biggest fear getting started is still my fear. Uh, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it's, uh, uh, it, you know, it may seem very glamorous, you know, you're a company owner, but um, every, every day you wake up thinking, okay, how am I going to make payroll? Maybe not next week, maybe next month, but even next year, you know, I always think ahead. So what's going to be my forecast next year? What's going to be happening? How, uh, how am I going to not just survive, but thrive? Um, so that, that's always in, in um, an entrepreneur's uh, mind, uh, you know, no matter how much cash in hand you have, you know, you have to, you know, you have to be ready. And I think those of us who were, you know, born out of that, that recession time, um, you know, we, we did become pretty resilient, but this time right now shows us that anything could happen. No company is too big to fail and you have to be ready for anything. That's right. And, and I uh, have been an entrepreneur all my life. Uh, started one of my companies in, in the early 90s, which was a recessionary time. Uh, and I call it doing the daily SWOT analysis, you know, that I've got to focus on my strengths, I've got to build my weaknesses, but, but what's a threat that could take me out? And, and so I think that is uh, one of the things that an entrepreneur does on a daily basis is kind of look around and say, how am I going to make payroll? How am I going to pay the rent? Uh, how am I going to grow the business? And I think that's not a... a uh, an event that that is a process right and with companies in tech like us you know i always have to have my uh, my mind my eyes my sight on what's coming next uh so it's not just again surviving but thriving you know how do i continue having the ability to innovate um and uh, you know that r d is taken on by the company you know i always have to have time resources and the ability set aside to experiment create and innovate um, and that's not necessarily paid work or client work. So it's something that that's self-funded. So that's, uh, you know, that's one of the unique things about, about having a business in tech that always has to keep up. You bet. And, and things are changing quickly. Uh, speaking of quickly, time is going quickly. Uh, Carlos, how would somebody get uh, a hold of your company if they're interested in, in connecting and, and engaging? Uh, the name of the company is Echo Interaction Group, so they could Google it, but our website is justecho.com, J-U-S-T-E-C-H-O.com. Um, and I'm the only Carlos Carbonell in Orlando, so they could just Google <laughs> me as well and find me on various social media and LinkedIn. That's great. Well, we're talking with Carlos Carbonell. Uh, we will be back right after these messages to hear his advice to other entrepreneurs who may just be getting started or looking to grow. We'll be right back. The National Entrepreneur Center in Orlando, Florida, has been around since 2003 and today is home to 14 business support organizations who have a single mission to help you grow your business. Through free business coaching, low-cost training, and valuable business connections, 
These 14 business support organizations assist thousands of entrepreneurs each year in starting, growing, and scaling their businesses. So why not visit the website at nationalec.org today or give us a call at 407-420-4848 to discover how you might take your business to the next level. And by the way, the National Entrepreneur Center is funded entirely through local sponsors, which include Walt Disney World Resort, the University of Central Florida, the City of Orlando, and Orange County government, just to name a few. So let's get connected today and get growing. Check out our website at nationalec.org. And we're back. We're talking with Carlos Carbonell, an entrepreneur here in Orlando, Florida. And Carlos, uh, fascinating about the tech world and, and your impact on it here. Uh, but I'd like to ask you uh, some of the lessons learned as as you went through your journey of being an entrepreneur. Uh, let's start with what advice would you give any entrepreneurs that are maybe just thinking about getting started today? Well, this is probably the best time to explore entrepreneurship, believe it or not. That's... That's I was going to say, that's a very uh, a different approach because as an entrepreneur, I know that sometimes uh, what people think is, is a good time may not be. Well, I'll tell you why. You know, it's, it's not necessarily the best time to start a company full on, but that's why I said explore entrepreneurship. And, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. And uh, yeah, you know, this is, this, who knows how, how this um, podcast will stand the test of time, but maybe just, you know, a historical market marker, because, you know, this is quite possibly one of the best, the worst times, economies, everything bad is happening right now, in my opinion. Um, but it may get worse. So everybody needs to have a backup plan. Um, you know, everybody needs to have a, the, the, the explore the potential for a side gig. And I think that, you know, I'm not, you know, a fan of calling solopreneurship having your own company. But, you know, I think that everybody needs to explore the fact that they could be an autonomous individual. They could drive their destiny. They could, they could uh, you know, really hone on their skills and what they're really worth and not necessarily be beholden to a company or to anybody else. That said... I think that, again, you could explore entrepreneurship right now to be ready for what's next because you never know what's going to happen. Um, and, and, and another thing, it could be at any age. Um, you know, we're going to experience something that, you know, that's already been talked about where you're going to have seasoned professionals that are not used to being let go and not being able to find a job. They're going to be faced with the fact that they need to figure out, figure what to do. Um, so, I, I, you know, I do think that, um, that this could potentially be the best time uh, to do that. Now, that said, of course, you know, there, there's a lot that, that needs to be done before one actually starts a company. And I think that, um, you know, it's worth noting that there's, there's uh, probably one commonality between all successful CEOs, at least successful people in general, and that is they, they're avid readers. They're avid consumers of information. And I'm not talking about just, you know, reading your social media feeds. Um, but there are plenty of podcasts, there are plenty of books. Um, you don't necessarily need to just, you know, consume, um, uh, uh, you know, business books and that type of material. I think right. just reading in general, reading in general just makes you a better communicator, right? 
um, and expands your brain and creates that habit that then leads to consuming books related to entrepreneurship. But that's, that's I think, also a, a, you know, a very big start, a very good start. Well, with, with the availability of technology today and the fact that the price has come down uh, uh, exponentially fast, the access to that technology to be able to start a business from home uh, ha- has never been easier. And yet, it, it seems like there's been a uh, there's so much information out there. How do you sift through that to know what it is you should be reading? Or yeah, well, I, you know, there's you you have to start somewhere, right? And I think that uh, you know having mentors. I think everybody potentially has somebody in their life, even tangentially, that they could reach out to that potentially has started a company, even if there's somebody that, uh, you know, because that's, that's easy to say if you're in a privileged position. Um, but even if it's, you know, your barber or, you know, somebody who has started a company could provide you with some advice. And I guarantee you that every single one of those people has, ha- has had, you know, a mentor or somebody that championed them or pushed them or something that they absorbed and consumed, some sort of information or some sort of advice. So that is, that is a start. Did you, ha- did you have one of those? It, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't. Um, I, I'm very fortunate, even though that my path, I'm originally from Panama. I came here when I was 13, 14. Dad was a single dad, struggled. I would say that he made about $16,000 a year, which is about how much I spend on Starbucks coffee a year now. <laughs> and uh, he raised three kids, but, you know, he was never home, but he's always hustling. He's always trying to figure out what, how could he make money? How could he, he do something? But back in Panama, he owned businesses. Uh, my grandfather was a successful entrepreneur. He owned businesses. So even though my path in America was essentially that of the working class or the working poor, back in Panama, I had that foundation that I, I saw people who started companies. So I was fortunate to have that uh, as, as you know, part of my, uh, my lived experience. You know? So I knew that there was a possibility. And I think that that's what you know, people sometimes lack is that the, the role models and the, the possibility that they could do it. Um, so, so that helped me tremendously as my, as I, you know, went on in my career, I learned that, you know, mentors of world that were, that that's overused right now or used quite a bit, but anybody could be a mentor, you know, a friend could be a mentor, you know, somebody that, that you barely know could be a mentor, somebody who's younger, somebody who has less experience than you could give you those nuggets and tidbits of information that you could apply. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times that takes losing the ego and knowing that you always could learn. And, uh, and you just have to, again, you know, the it, intelligence is not necessarily just, uh, you know, degrees. It's just your ability to absorb that information, interpret it and apply it. And that is uh, not necessarily innate, you know, that's that you exercise, you practice that and everybody could get to that point if they really apply themselves to it. Well, and I have the benefit of, of knowing you here in the community, and I know that you uh, are one of those that have mentored lots of businesses and helped lots of businesses. So thank you for paying that, those lessons forward. Um, any particular thing that, that you would say uh, a new business owner should do uh, or shouldn't do? A- any mistakes that you made that you would say, whatever you do, don't do that, or something that you did that you would say, by all means, you've got to do this. I, I think that somebody needs to, uh, and not to get overly philosophical, I need to. I, I think people need to introspect about their, uh, their, their, their true north star. What are their principles, motivations for 
doing everything they do, what they're passionate about, but also how they really treat themselves in the world. Um, I think that, and I just had this conversation last night with somebody, um, that you may see some successful entrepreneurs, successful people in businesses, uh, you know, that lack ethics um, and, you know, probably driven by pure greed. But those that I admire the most have good moral, that's a subjective word perhaps, but good moral principles, ethics are important, how they treat others, how they treat their vendors, clients, employees is extremely important. Um, so I think that, you know, really resetting your values and understanding that they're going to be more important now as a business owner, as one starts a company is, uh, is something that really people need to keep in mind. And I think that for me, I'm not saying that from the beginning, I had that in mind. I really grew spiritually and, and, and emotionally through this path. And I realized that, you know, there's, there, there's something more important than, than money. I, you know, I always think that, you know, I have my company because my employees have families and I have to take care of them, of those families. Um, I had to contribute to my community because it's where I live and without it, I would be nothing. Um, so a lot of the times those are my driving principles and, and, and values. And I think that that just, you know, not just peripherally makes me, you know, have a modicum of success, but I think it, you know, makes, makes me happy and, um, makes me experience joy no matter what's going on with my company and how difficult it is. And uh, knowing that there's going to be those ups and downs, I think that people need to, you know, really introspect about that prior to starting a company. And I think if you have that, I got really philosophical there, but you know. <laughs> no, thank you, Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> but I think you're right in that once you have that that guiding north star or those that that bases, uh, we all know that things are going to go right, things are going to go wrong, economies are going to go up and down. Uh, but if you have that true north star. Uh, you make it through those storms, and and that keeps you on the right path uh, of doing something that that is uh, a motivation more than money. Uh, we're going to come back and talk to you about uh, COVID nineteen and and how that's affected your business and and how you see that affecting the business of the future. But uh, for right now, we've got to take a break and hear from one of our sponsors. So don't go away. The Pride Chamber is Central Florida's LGBT Chamber of Commerce, dedicated to the business equality movement. Formerly known as MBA Orlando, our name change was necessary to reflect on the organization's makeup and mission as one of the most progressive areas in our state. We at the Pride Chamber push for change in the workplace for all our community members. Until everyone is treated equally and has equal opportunities and protections, we have much work to do. Our efforts are achieved through events and member initiatives aimed at recognizing and promoting LGBT-owned businesses and bridging the gap between our community and our local business ecosystems at large. Named the Nationwide 2017 LGBT Chamber of the Year, we are one of five like-minded chambers in our state, and we are proud to be the voice of the LGBT business community here in Central Florida. We are all stronger together, and it is through equality and inclusion we can contribute to building a more equitable future. Now, here is your host, Jerry Ross. We're back. I'm Jerry Ross with Everybody's Business here from the National Entrepreneur Center. We're talking with Carlos Carbonell, 
And we're going to transition to talk a little bit about uh, the current events of today and the last six months, COVID-19. Carlos, how has that affected your business? Uh, How have you pivoted? And and what do you see as uh, coming out of this, the business, and how that will affect business in the future?
Right. I, I think uh, you hit on a key word there, uncertainty, that we, we started this pandemic saying, you know, maybe it'll be a couple of weeks, maybe it'll be a month. And, and when that stretched into to multiple months, uh, the uncertainty of how it was going to affect people, uh, that sometimes people would uh, go into the hospital and, and say, you know, I, I'm healthy, I'm happy, and, and they were passing away. And so there was an uncertainty about how it was going to affect different people. Uh, and so uh, entrepreneurs and business owners don't do very well with uncertainty. We like to know, you know, what it is we're shooting at. And so I think you're right that there was a lot of stress uh, just with the uncertainty of the unknown. And uh, entrepreneurs had to pivot. I also think, like you said, that that everyone was looking for Okay, this is this is going to go on for a while. So, how are we going to adapt? And and I think augmented reality and and XR uh, is going to be part of the business of the future. What do you see business doing uh, in the future that will be carried forward from the COVID? And what do you see that might go away? And I, and I think uh, that's one of the things that will come forward from COVID is that 
uh, a lot of folks were forced into accepting the technology solution of Zoom or WebEx, where before they used to say, I want to come in and meet with someone face-to-face and share documents. And and now we, we do that uh, remotely without thinking much about it. And I think that's something that will be carried forward. And again, will make it much quicker to pivot and the processes uh, of the past will will have to go away just simply because of the speed of innovation. Oh, come on, come on. Before it was cool. Well, I, we're going to take another break and uh, hear from one of our sponsors. But when we come back, we want to learn more about you. So we're going to talk about your life journey when we come back. So don't go away. As we go through this year of the pandemic, many of us thought that would only be maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. But now that it's gone on for months, people are realizing that maybe we're not going to be doing business the way we used to. Maybe business has changed forever. Whole workforces have pivoted to working from home. Schools closed, businesses closed, live events canceled. COVID-19 has pretty much turned our daily lives upside down. Dealing with a global pandemic has also made us rethink how we do everything. Schooling our children to serving customers, it's difficult. Any kind of change is difficult. But when you add to that all the uncertainty that comes with an unpredictable virus, a virus that could be fatal, it's no wonder that folks are feeling a bit stressed these days. So if you are feeling stressed right now, it's okay. You're normal. What you need to know is that you're not alone. Most everybody today is feeling the stress of the situation. Maybe in different ways, maybe with different circumstances, but believe me, everyone has been affected. It's okay not to be okay right now. You are allowed to take time for you to regroup and to recharge. I think there are some aspects of what we've found from working remote that are good, that we've learned to use different technology. We've learned new ways to stay in contact with each other and with our clients. And I think even when things do get back to normal, whatever normal may be, that we'll find that some of these aspects of technology and video conferencing, online learning, all of those things will be carried forward into the new way of doing business. Remember, in times of chaos, there is always an opportunity.
And we're back with Everybody's Business. I'm Jerry Ross, your host. And we're talking today with Carlos Carbonell, a local entrepreneur. Uh, Carlos, before we get to uh, your background, um, is there any one thing that you would like to see uh, in the business community or, or happening in our community? Yes. For many years, I've been passionate about connecting uh, large businesses, corporations, uh, enterprises with small businesses, primarily in tech um, and startups. But I think that that is more necessary and more true today when, you know, even you said it, Jerry, when just one order could make a company survive and get through this. Um, so while we talk about loans and, and PPP and, and, and all those things, um, I think that, you know, large enterprise could be transformative regionally um, uh, in the economy if they, if they help continue having those, uh, uh, whether they're service-based companies or startups, you know, giving them that chance, having companies pilot the products that they're pivoting into um, or just purchasing their product, committing to, to purchasing from local small businesses of any type. Um, I think that that's going to be more important than ever. Otherwise, we'll lose our small businesses, which are really large. It's a large chunk of the population that, that they employ. Oh, you bet. And, and many times uh, to a big company that, that maybe even just be a small order, but to that small company, that could mean the difference between the life and death of the company. Uh, I used to tell, tell my wife, oh, there's nothing wrong with my company or me that a good sale wouldn't cure. And so sometimes that's what those small companies are, are relying on. They, they aren't necessarily looking for a handout. They're, they're looking for a customer. And so anytime that, that you can help by ordering from a small business. And, and you know, I, I think we saw that with the restaurants where people were saying, you know, I'll order takeout, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do the pickup and delivery uh, to keep restaurants in in business uh, through this shutdown, but but it's it's still important and critical and value to the the lifeline of those small businesses to to just get an order. And you know we were talking about technology and pivots. You know what easy way to explore a pivot than to pilot something that a small business has created, a small tech business or a startup. You know there's there's potentially ways to mitigate risk. So you, you heard it first here, big businesses, show some love, you know, place an order with a small business and do that locally first and then nationally so that we help protect those small businesses that built the country. What I'd like to do now is talk a little bit about you, man. Uh, where are you from originally? You said Panama, is that correct? Yes, I was uh, born So you are a gator. <laughs> and then when did you come to Orlando? Yeah. 
So as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, yeah. Uh, was that something that you studied in college? And, and that's one of the things that makes you unique is you, you say, I'm pivoting as I'm pivoting. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's during that, that period of time that you do have someone that, that sees something in you or, and reaches out and, and guides you. I had one of those uh, that I always got in trouble for talking. Uh, I always got in, in trouble for thinking up new ideas. And it took someone to say, I, I think you're an entrepreneur. And, and I had never considered that before, but that's helped guide my education into that. So uh, I'm thankful for those people that speak truth into your life.
So if you are out there thinking about starting a business, if you're in a business and looking to grow that business, you don't have to do that alone. There are resources around the country, uh, your local small business development centers, your local SCORE chapters, uh, the SBA's national website at sba.gov. And always you can connect with the National Entrepreneur Center at nationalec.org to connect with those business support organizations. And most of them provide free coaching. That's the F-bomb that I like to use, free. And that's music to my ears as an entrepreneur. But those free services are provided through people who are experienced and, and are able to help you not only scale your business, but also to get your business started with a business plan to talk you through it. Because sometimes you need someone outside your circle. So wherever you are listening to this, find local support. Don't try to do this alone. Uh, before we wrap up, Carlos, I, I need to talk to you about uh, some really important information. And I need the, uh, we're going to call this the, the final rapid response bingo. What is your favorite dessert? You don't like sweets. Okay. Flan. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's your favorite movie? Sure. Coffee or tea? <laughs> Movie or book? I see you're breaking out in a sweat. <laughs> you know, you don't know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> Favorite TV show? Law and Order. It, if you're going to go on a vacation, do you go to the beach or do you go to the mountains? Ballet or opera? <laughs> very diplomatic, very diplomatic. Beer or wine? <laughs> but I support both. <laughs> uh, any final words for our listeners? Well, I want to say that I know how busy you are, and I appreciate uh, you taking time to be with us today and for what you do here in the community. So uh, we're going to wrap up. We'll be right back with some final thoughts. If you have a business question that you would like to have answered, or if you would like to suggest a topic for discussion, we would love to hear from you. Just email jerry at hello at nationalec.org. That is hello at nationalec.org. And we're back for final thoughts on everybody's business. You know, today's final thought, I think, uh, reminds me of the, the Nike commercial that says, just do it. <laughs> you know, we were talking to, uh, during the interview about anybody can start a business. And, and this is, while it's a difficult time, it may be uh, a perfect time for starting a business in that technology is available, uh, 
technology is affordable. And with everyone, you know, in the in the shutdown mode and staying home, this might be the perfect opportunity to start a business. And so um, my final thoughts for today is if you're, if you're thinking about starting a business, you need to connect with someone and talk about your idea, uh, but you need to just do it. You need to take the next step, uh, whatever that may be. You don't need to, to go five steps down the road. You just need to take one, but you, you got to do it. And, and someone can't do it for you. Right. It's just like going to the gym. That first day's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the first day, but, th- but then, you know, a day or two later when you, you, you start to feel sore from being there, yeah. it's really easy to just not do it. And so uh, entrepreneurship is, that's, that's a great comparison uh, of going to the gym. It's, it's hard, uh, but once you, you get in the habit of, of thinking like that and doing it uh, and making the effort to show up, uh, even though you are sore, uh, you learn that over time, uh, that becomes the thing that, that feeds you and makes you feel better. Oh, and yeah. More energy and all of those the things. snowball effect. <laughs> exactly. And so if you're thinking about starting a business, if you're thinking about taking the next step in your business, if you're thinking about diversifying your business, take the next step. Just do it. Take action. Don't sit on the couch. Uh, don't get paralysis by analysis. Take action. Just do it. We'll see you next week. And until then, remember, enjoy life. This is not a dress rehearsal.